JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. JB, we do not condone thieves' behaviour. They're no. very naughty people. They are naughty people. And one Peter Andrew McGowan is a very, very naughty man. Why'd you do it, Peter? Peter, do better. He has just appeared at the Magistrate's Court for breaking and entering a dwelling and a premises and one count of contravention of police direction. Contravention of police direction. What naughty, does that mean, naughty, Jules? Naughty, naughty, Well, turns out he's been a very hungry man, What Peter. does contravention of police uh, I don't know. It's mean. fancy, yeah, fancy he's, words. He's done wrong it. by the police. Yeah, he's naughty. He has been hungry. Uh, last December, he's gone, I'm very, very hungry. I will stop at nothing. To ensure that I get a decent feed. I kind of feel bad for the bloke now. Like, was no, he... I don't feel bad for him. Well, he was breaking in to get some food. He was obviously a bit desperate, wasn't he? His wallet was stolen, but instead of, I don't know, getting cards replaced and whatnot, he decides to break the law. He's been having issues yeah, okay. with his housemate instead of, I don't know, maybe talking to a housemate about stealing things potentially from the fridge. He's decided to break the law. He decided that he would break into a car park on Maryborough Street. He broke into a car park? He broke into a car, sorry, on okay. a car park containing $1,300 worth of tools. <sighs> and he decided, well, that's not going to help me with uh, with my hunger. So he decided to leave the tools nearby near some stairs and instead uh, look for food elsewhere. Okay, so he's gone to a car park, broken into a car, stolen <laughs> thousands of dollars worth of tools, then panicked. And left them under a set of stairs. He's then gone on to, all right, what's next? What's next report? He has then decided to walk down a house, a neighbor's house, uh, enter the house through a window that was partially open from the rear yard. And fortunately, the resident wasn't home at the time because he helped himself to the fridge, found an apple and decided that he would munch on that inside the house he's broken into. Okay, so... Is that where the story ends? No, because then he has been caught by neighbours who have fit, clearly found this guy and said, well, he's done this all the time. He's lived up the road. And now he has uh, found himself wound up at court and sentenced to 80 hours of community service and 12 months and convictions were recorded. Now, I tell I you mean, what. What a day. So he's gone. So this guy's gone, you know what? My wallet's stolen. I'm hungry. So I'll break into this car and steal tools. All right. What am I going to do with the tools? I'll put them down under these stairs. All right. I'll go down into this house. <laughs> I'll eat an apple. Oh, now I've been caught by the neighbours and I've got to do community service. Props to you, I guess, for going for the healthy uh, option of the apple. Imagine What's... the neighbours looking at him uh, through the window going, who no. is this thief that is just standing there having a munch? <laughs> yeah. But uh, the healthy habits stopped there because he was found outside smoking a diary during his court case. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? They've come up with a questionnaire, which I actually really love. Okay. It's posing this question. Do you think you know everything about Bundaberg? Ooh, and there's going to be some Bundaberg through and through locals that will go, absolutely, I do. Hit me up. And you can put yourself to the test. It is on the Newsmail website and you can print out the PDF and stuff. But there's 50 questions that will figure out whether you know everything there is to know about Bundaberg. And I thought I would bring just five of them. Okay. A little test sample. Oh, testing me. Yeah, to see how you go, Jules. What do you... Can you Not answer? feeling good. I've only been here two years, so yeah. this could be an absolute disgrace. It could be a disgrace. <laughs> um, play along in your car and see what you get out of five. Let's start the questionnaire. Jules, mm. question one. Uh-oh. Which takeaway food outlet closed at Bagara in the year 2020? Was it A, McDonald's, B, Subway, C, Hungry Jack's, or D, Red Rooster? <sighs> 
okay, Hungry Jacks, I feel like it wouldn't be in Bagara. There's no Red Rooster there. I remember Subway closing. Was it in 2020? I'm going to go Subway. She's nailed it. Well done. Yes! One from one. One from one. Very good. Feeling job. good. How'd you go in the car? Play along with your friends and family. Uh, question number two. In the year 1968, oh, no. what did people flock to Bundaberg Civic Centre to see? Was it A, Marilyn Monroe's famous white dress? <laughs> B, a guitar once played by the Beatles? C, a piece of a UFO believed to have crashed near Bundaberg? <laughs> or D, Elvis Presley's limousine? I mean, I hope it's the limo or the guitar, but I feel like it's more likely the UFO. Which one are you locking in? Locking in C, UFO material. Silly. What was it? D, Elvis Presley's limousine in 1968. Bring it it back. To Bundaberg Civic Centre. Blew my mind as well. Question three. What did the council ban from the uh, ban from the CBD in 1940? Was it A smoking, (laughs) B kissing, C Christmas tree bushes, or D garlic? The council banned one of these items from the CBD. I really hope it's garlic and there's a great story. So you think it's garlic? Let's go garlic. Wrong again. What was it? They banned Christmas tree bushes. Why? They said there were concerns the branches could poke passers-by, so they banned all Christmas tree bushes in the CBD during what? the time. What about kissing? That's distracting too. That can be dangerous. Well, they allowed it. Okay, there you go. Yep. All right. Uh, question number four. We've got, yep. you, you, what are you, one from three? Not good. Uh, <laughs> in 1926, what plagued Bundaberg? Was it? A, rats, B, mice, C, fleas, or D, mosquitoes? Oh, they're all awful. I'm going to say rats. You're going to say rats plagued Bundy in 1926. Wrong again, mate. Oh, no. It was fleas. Fleas. Fleas plagued Bundaberg in 1926. My second option was going to be mice. Awful. Awful, Julia. Rats, mice. I thought you would have said mosquitoes, given your history with them. Hate them. them. All right, final one for you. Uh, There are 50 online. What does the F.E. in F.E. Walker Street stand oh, for? I've heard this. Is I've it heard this. A. Faye Evelyn? No. B. Far East? No. C. Franklin Estate? Or D. Frederick Ernest? I think I'm going to lock in Frederick Ernest. You certain? Yes. You certain? Yep, we'll do it. Lock it in, Eddie. It stands for Franklin Estate. So Damn it. there you go. That's five of the questions. You can find them on the Newsmail's website. There I started is 50 good at the of start. them. Jules, <laughs> one out of four. You're not that Bundy. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. You might have noticed a bit more noise, a bit more commotion, a few people in leather clad Harley Davidson looks yesterday. It was the ride for William. Motorbikes. Motorbikes. Big there trucks. Were, there were cars. Car, all sorts of vehicles, right? Oh, yeah. There was collectors' cars. Were there? there was massive monster trucks, and there, there was all the bikes. Were there any outfits? Like, fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I rocked up at CQU, and this uh, was an awesome charity drive um, to raise funds for Malia Eastman. She's a girl going through, a, a baby going through horrific time being diagnosed with cancer Mm. and the local family wanted to do a bit of fundraising so the bikies uh, all rocked up at CQU they registered they're all wearing the black outfit I rock up wearing like a grey t-shirt and a a blue denim jacket thinking I'm a little bit out of place I was curious to ask what did you wear because you normally will go (laughs) for like a leopard print skirt yep didn't wear a skirt checked beforehand which is good or black jeans you wouldn't have have seen Jules on the bike (laughs) she just would have been a pair of knickers with a skirt over (laughs) her 
<laughs> but I was given a helmet and I was sitting on the back of uh, the husband of the organiser, Jasmine Harris, uh, Gaz. Yeah. He gave me a ride and I got to Jazz lead. And Gaz? Jazz and oh, Gaz. That's great. He led the convoy around the coast. So we went Elliot Heads, Coral Cove, Bagara, Burnett Heads, and then we came into the club hotel. Yeah. And that's where we finished. Have you been on a motorbike before? That was my first time. Oh. I was terrified. <laughs> we went over the little cane train so, tracks. So were you getting doubled by him? So you're just on the back of the bike? I just held on for dear life. Were you holding on to him? Yeah. Just on the back of the yeah, bike? He, at one stage he was like, oh, I could really feel my ribs pressing in when I yeah. went over the cane train fields or when we went around a corner. But it was absolutely sensational. Once I got used to it, it was the best. Yeah. I understand the thrill of the motorbikes now. Yeah, there's a thrill as well and there's a bit of a calm that comes with it and mm. like yeah, some of you say bikes are dangerous but you're probably a million times more aware than, than some of the drivers getting around. Absolutely. So. Everyone did it super safely and then we ended up at the club hotel. There was some raffles, a whole bunch of local businesses got on board and we managed to raise $10,977. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then Rod Leon at the club hotel, they jumped on board and said, nah, let's make it round. We'll do 11000 They directly donated $1,000 to the wow. family that day. They were off to Brisbane to go and do some, um, to get some uh, medical assistance that day. Yeah. But they were there to be able to see the support that the Bundy community gave. $11,000. And we talk about Bundaberg giving back and we talk about how we've made that we've topped lists throughout Australia of how much we yeah. do give back and uh it just it just is there again $11,000 so generous just people giving out of their own pocket to help someone in need subscribe now and stay up to date JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy across the weekend both of us announced that we were uh water boy and water girl <laughs> for our corresponding Codes and clubs. So you yes. ran the water for Brothers Bulldogs. That's right. Yes. Uh, I ran the water for the Across the Waves Tigers. They came twenty-two all against Harvey Bay. Uh, it's th- important job. It is, well, it's a critical job. I'd, backbone. I, oh, the backbone <laughs> of the team. I like to think that um, keeping well, them hydrated. Oh, they, they, you need water out there. That's right. You need it. It's cool. It's crisp. It's clean. Um, <laughs> I did learn something about myself while running water there at Salter Oval on the weekend. What? you possibly learn about yourself while holding water bottles? You'd be shocked at how much you might learn about yourself. First of all, water runners, I, I, when you're playing, you never have any respect for how far they run. <laughs> I didn't really do like leg massages. <laughs> I didn't even stretch properly for the Get the foam roller the, out. <laughs> yeah, I had to get it. Yeah. I, I reckon next game I'm going to be in there before the players to try and get my pre-game rub down <laughs> and tape done. Just the physio's like, <laughs> like, seriously, just let the players have a go. <laughs> the water runners taking it up for most of the time. But um, I also feel that when you're playing league, you you got to get aggressive. You got to get up and you got to get up in the face of the team. Mm. When you're the water runner, you don't need to. But no, no, I, don't throw your body into it with the water bottles. I couldn't really stop myself. Oh, I started no. getting. Did you bit, get involved in the play? Oh, there was no, I didn't. But there was one or two <laughs> players on the other team. They'd throw an elbow or something. I found myself getting a bit jacked up and to the point where a bit the, lippy. Where the co- yeah, I was starting to get a little bit lippy, and then the the coach was like, "You're all right, mate. It's all good." <laughs> And yeah, I just started getting slightly lippy um, to to the opposition, and uh, this was their exact response to me. Look at me! I'm the water partner. I got a wooden spoon. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Well, it was a big night for Australians and all the finance and economic nerds around the country. They buckled down last night because it was budget night. 
Yes, one of which is our finance expert from Superior People and Recruitment, Graham Wynn. Good morning. Sorry for calling you a money nerd. <laughs> I've been called worse, I can assure you. <laughs> no, we love your expertise because there's a lot to unpack, lots of announcements last night. Let's jump straight into it. Let's talk about this $420 payment, shall we? Look, the $420 payment is, is not as nice as it sounds. It is a tax relief, so it's not going to be cash in your hand. It's simply an additional tax relief when you do your tax return, so it's a tax offset. It's nice to get, but it's not actual physical dollars in your hand that you can go to the pub and spend, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, there were rumours that the working force would actually get a one-off payment, but it looks like that's not going to happen at all. This is instead what they're no, doing? No, basically, it's the um, people that aren't working that are going to get the, the one-off payment. Um, those that are working, they're getting... Pretty much bugger all, to be honest with you. Um, those that aren't working on any kind of benefit, concession card, care card, anything at all, they will get a one-off $250 payment in April. You don't need to apply for it. You'll just get that money automatically. I find it weird. Why do the government bank up everyone who is getting welfare payments? Because to me, I think when you're talking about all the people in this category, those pensioners who could probably make fantastic use of the 250 but then there's those who are making the decision to be on welfare payments and not work. Why the heck are they getting money? I do have an issue with this. I'm a bit like yourself. There's a lot of people receiving benefits who probably shouldn't be. There's so much work out there. You talk to any employer, they can't find staff. So there is work out there. So it just seems we're rewarding people again for not wanting to go to work. And that's I have a real issue with that one. The ones who are genuinely unemployed or genuine on carers allowances, pensioners, fine. No problem with that at all. Those who are unemployed, we need to really review that. Yeah, oh, it does my head in. The next big thing, Graham, is, of course, the fuel excise. Uh, It looks like we are going to get some relief at the Bowser. Well, apparently so, and it should have kicked in last night. Now, it's going to save, depending on the size of the vehicle, you've got somewhere between sort of $10 and $17 a tank, which is not insignificant. Now, it came off the tax excise at midnight. So, in theory, when you went to your petrol station this morning, you should have seen the price drop. It hasn't. For some reason, it takes them about two weeks to actually put this in place, which I find amazing because as soon as the price of oil goes up, the petrol goes up straight away. That's when what it goes I the other way, Thank you, Graham. I notice that. I yeah. notice yeah. it too. When they go up, they go up bloody. They're straight on it. But when it comes Absolutely. down, oh, it's it takes take a bit. They'll take their sweet you know, time. You know, these things take time. You but know? surely there's people that exactly keep an right. eye on this to ensure that uh, they're not just going to profit, uh, pocket the profit, right? Well, the government say they'll be watching this closely and ACCC will take action if people don't pass it on. But the fact that even they sort of said it could potentially take up to two weeks, they're giving people a bit of leeway <laughs> here. I just, I just think seriously, it could have done last night. It's a tax. Petrol service stations, if you've still got us over $2, we're on to you. We're all <laughs> on to you now. Now, anything else that we need to highlight from the uh, federal budget handed down overnight? Probably two major ones. One is the paid parental leave. That was a bit of a left field on this one. In the past, what happened was there was two weeks paid parental leave for the father and then 18 weeks for the mother to give you 20 weeks in total. Mm-hmm. They've now scrapped that and said, okay, it's 20 weeks combined and you can do this how you want. Like you can that. have four weeks for the mum, four weeks for the dad, then five weeks for the mum. You can do this any way you want to to make up the 20 weeks. That, I think, is a real Good idea, that one. That's yeah, I like that flexibility that Well, every household, yeah. um, well, it's times have changed and women can yep. be the front runner and they might need to get back they to work. They might be the breadwinner. I love that it's up to Correct. the couple and what suits them.
Yeah, and single parents will also get 20 weeks paid parental leave as well. The other one which is not a great bit of news is the wage subsidies for apprentices. Up until recently, if you took on an apprentice, you would get potentially 50% of their wage subsidised by the government up to about $28,000. That's gone. What they're now going to do is only give for a first and second year apprentice 10% of their wage, and for third or fourth year apprentice, only 5% of their wage subsidised. But it's just disappointing that we're trying to get people into trades and we're we're taking off subsidies that will stop that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know what would have might have helped uh, covering that if we didn't give $250 to people that (laughs) could have been working. I'm back on it. Exactly. I'm back on it. Right. Back on it. Just try and stop me, Graham. Thank you very much (laughs) from from Superior People and Recruitment, uh, all the info you need from the federal budget. Thanks for your time this morning, Graham, and we'll chat to you soon, no doubt. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Jules, this is something that could potentially uh, be a weekly segment. I'll, I'll throw it out there, okay. see if we enjoy it, see if we have a bit of fun. Might have leaks. If it's bad, we'll just chuck it in the bin. But uh, <laughs> Okay, great. Basically, I got triggered this morning on the way in to work. And oh, no. This is something that irks me, and I don't know why. I know petrol it, light flashing. I know it's unreasonable. No, that's reasonable. Does that not irk <laughs> you? If petrol light flashing. It does, it does. Oh, surely that irk everyone, especially at the moment. you got to spend your paycheck on it all. Uh, but... Um, what had happened is I pulled out past Hungry Tom on my way into the studio this morning and there was a, uh, a train that was going past. It was a bloody long one. Ah, so, uh, yes. It's nothing worse than stopping for that train. Yeah. So that's not the annoyance for mine. That happens. The train's got to go places. Right. What, what annoyed me is I was parked next to another car. And it was a ute. There was mm-hmm. a man in that ute. Good morning to that guy. Nothing personal against you. Mm-hmm. But what he'd done is we're waiting there a little while. I noticed him get out of the car to stretch right. his legs. Oh, my God. Triggered me. I okay, so he's thinking I've got plenty of time for this train to go by. And I know it's reasonable, but it just triggers me. I when, don't mind it. Well, you don't mind. He's made the most of the opportunity. Maybe he's been driving this, for hours and he's stopped. do this at roadworks as well. Do uh, they? When there's a long roadworks, especially when you're driving up the Bruce Highway. <laughs> If you know you're going to be stopped for a while, they'll get out of the car and stretch their legs. And I know it's reasonable. I mean, it makes as long sen- as the car's in park, it's fine. It makes sense. I know it makes sense. <laughs> but, but it's really got you going. But in my brain, I'm there going, oh, it just freaks me out. It just makes me a bit like... Why are you freaked out? I don't know. It just freaks me out. I'm like, you shouldn't be standing there. You think just- he's not be out going to get into his car in time? I don't know what the problem is. I know it's <laughs> me. I know I'm the problem. But it just stresses me out. And so I've put a few things together, Great. things that stress me out that probably shouldn't. Ready for this? <laughs> yes. The little red circle on phones that says there's an unread message. Oh. Do you know how there's people out there that have like <laughs> 95, hundreds of unread messages? Let me just check my emails. What is yours? It's, it's not good. I is have to put it in a folder email? so I don't see it. I have currently on my personal emails 122 unread emails. You are just, I've just... <laughs> I'm about to... Drink it. It just, it just upsets me. I know that's yours. It doesn't affect me. I've no right, but... He's triggered by me as well. I'm just triggered by it. Um, another thing that triggers me, yep. wipers, windscreen wipers. So say someone's parked and yep. it's been raining yes. and they've turned off their car and the wipers aren't flat down. Oh, yeah. They're up a little bit. Oh, I do that all the time. Mate, triggered. <laughs> triggers, oh triggers the hell out of me. What else you got? Oh, it does my absolute head in that one. I've got, I'll go all day. Uh, <laughs> Um, something else that triggers me is putting my cash back in my wallet when I'm buying something at a shop. So 
If I'm at a shopping centre, say I'm buying a new T-shirt and there's a queue of people behind me waiting. Yeah, yeah. If I've paid cash and the cashier gives me my money back. Yes, yes, yes. I'm there trying to put it in my wallet. You don't want to hold up the queue. And I freak the hell out. Oh, my God. I just put my money in my wallet and get the hell out of there. It's for the best that we don't actually... um, we, we work on Wednesdays because special buy day at Aldi is just chaotic. Trigger, that's Imagine trigger the people hell. behind you. You'd freak out. All right. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I understand the last one, but I do all the others. Is that what's funny? Are fun- you triggered by me? Is that what's funny about the segment? <laughs> yes. Is that I'll bring you triggering things. And I've probably done eight out of ten. Exactly. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Now, JB, I like to share some things on the show. I like to be open with everybody. But unfortunately, uh, my AFL team has beat me to the chase and actually announced some news for me. Okay. when oh, I'm confused. They haven't told me anything. Yeah. Well, um, turns out it was news to me as well. Last night, I was at AFL footy training and it was announced that I am pregnant. Oh, my God. News to me. <laughs> they looked around. What? They said, Jules... Congratulations. Thanks so much for sharing the news. And I said, what on earth are you talking about? Apparently, there was a laughing kookaburra very close to us where we were training, doing a bit of goal kicking. So there's a laughing kookaburra. And apparently it's an old wives' tale that when you hear a kookaburra laughing, that someone close to you is, in fact, with child. I have never heard of this. Neither had I. They turned around. They said, well, Jules, it must be you. We've got these two mums over here. These girls are too young. It's got to be me. Process of elimination. So you were the only one that remained that could potentially be pregnant. I, I suppose so. I so said, have you this got a love BS? interest that you've been sharing with the team? No, I had not. Uh, well, are you sure about that? Yes, okay. I am sure. Yeah, well, I have nothing to, to um, share. But so to confirm for listeners on the show. I am not, in fact, pregnant. She is not, in fact, pregnant. No. But I didn't know that was a wives' tale, that I... if there's a laughing kookaburra, there's a pregnant person nearby. I've never heard of that. I had never heard of it in my life, which got me delving into some old wives' tales, and there are plenty about pregnancy. Turns out that if you prefer to sleep on the left side of the bed, okay. when you are pregnant, you are having a boy. But if you oh, want that's a good. girl... That's where my wife sleeps. Ooh, if you want a girl, you should sleep on your right. Had you heard of that one before? No. It's just stupid. Look, come on. Like, seriously, I just prefer to sleep on one side of the bed than the other. I'm not going to change my habits. Yeah, but when normally when you're having a baby, you're probably sharing it with someone, so you can't yep. just swap and Yeah, anyway. That's it. Uh, another one is the pendulum test. So you can get um, a, a necklace chain with a charm on it, or you can just use your wedding ring and I put it through seen. a bit of uh, string. If you dangle it over the pregnant belly, so you might need someone to help you with that. If it swings back and forth... You're having a boy. If it swings in a circle, you're having a girl. I actually have heard of this one, and apparently you can do it like when you're not pregnant or anything to really? test how many kids you might have. What does? Well, how does that work? So I think if it spins, like it has to eventually stop, and it'll be like you're going to have this many kids. <laughs> you're going to have five. Good set. luck. Yeah, that's a fun one. Well, the the favorite one that I have found. I don't know if it has much truth to it, but if you gracefully walk around while pregnant. You are having a girl, but if you find yourself stumbling around, less gracefully walking or clumsy, you are having a boy. So essentially that's every single pregnant person in the world (laughs) is having a boy. They're different, but they're ours. (laughs) JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. 
someone in our office, multi-skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, they can talk a whole lot of nonsense, oh, just yeah. like us. So they fit in perfectly here at Triple M. They do. Uh, they are one of our account managers welcoming to the studio, Belinda, who we also call Bronson or Bronwyn or anything starting with a B that isn't Belinda. <laughs> here you go, mate. <laughs> Thanks, JV and Jules. Now, Belinda, for those that don't know, you're actually a gin fluencer. Oh. I'm <laughs> curious to know, how did this start? Is this like you You really enjoyed a bit of gin and then you tried to turn a hobby into a bit of a business? Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is costing me too much money. Uh, how can I get it for free? My accountant dared me. And you... so I said, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that the tax office pays me to drink gin. So you just loved it so much that now it's just become a side hustle for you. Well, I love it so much because the Australian gin industry is so fascinating and it's mainly um, mums and dads running these distilleries. So you get right in to meet the family and look at their craft and then their vision for their distillery and it's fascinating to me. That now, this is one that. of the reasons why you moved to Bundy. Well, you were going Absolutely. to move to Gin Gin. Gin is Gin, that, yes. Just, <laughs> just because of the name? Pretty much. Um, putting the gin into Gin Gin was what I was going to do. Well, it works well, but I tell you, it sits well on a billboard. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a bold, it. it's a bold move. Now, um, wanted to get you in because I wanted to get your hot take being the patron saint of gin on Instagram. Um, there's a new gin coming to Aldi that may well be interesting people for Easter time. And I wanted to know if you think this is a load of BS or whether mm. you think, oh, we might be onto something nice here. Aldi will have a hot cross bun flavored gin hitting shelves. Oh, oh, she's, dear. oh, she's furious. <laughs> uh, look, she's furious. What, can you tell me the ABV? What the oh, hell the is alcoholic it? So the alcoholic by, alcohol by volume oh. is very important when it comes to gin because if it's less than 37.5% in not Australia, it. it's not a gin. What is it? A liqueur? A liqueur. Okay. Oh, so we're learning some things today. <laughs> that's it. Well, very technical. Well, it's 20%. There we go. So, so that's a gin liqueur. Okay. So it's okay. a light. It's made from Manchester Drinks & Co. So it would probably have a lot of sugar in it and have all of the flavours added to it how to they, make it taste so How as, do they make a hot crust bun flavour in, in a drink like this? So like what I'm they sure do is they, they get like 20 hot crust buns and they just pour a bottle of gin <laughs> over it and then it just it just does it. Magic, the it's infusion. That's how it works, right? <laughs> so they'd probably be going down the um, track of putting cinnamon in there, some raisins, all of the maceration of all of the ingredients that does make a hot crust bun potentially. Or they've just, I mean, out. They've just opened a cap full of chemicals and poured it in. Hey, bunch presto. Of, bunch of syrup. Here we go. Yeah. So, load of, load of nonsense. It's pass. Not real. Hard pass. Hard pass. Out. All right. Ooh. No. Well, um, guys, if you have any interest in actually hearing more from the patron saint of gin, you're doing a breakfast next week. Yes, I am. I'm very excited. Tell us about it. Well, I've been invited to um, talk about gin by the lovely um, Bundaberg Women's Network. And nice. it's a breakfast that starts at 6.30 next Tuesday goes till eight o'clock and I get to talk all things gin and I will be sharing my favourite breakfast martini recipe. I was going, I was going to say 6.30, yes. uh, not really. No sample time? Not really gin time. How, do you, not a fan. how are you going to go presenting? <laughs> I think it's about wetting people's appetite. Ah. And so by the time they're finished, they've got another hour to wait, um, you know, probably doing some socialising after the chat. Then they'll go to Dan Murphy's. Awesome. <laughs> or they'll go to Kalki Moon. <laughs> waiting for the opening. All That's right. it. Kalki Moon Fantastic. opens at 10. Let's yep. go down there, get our, our supplies and go and make breakfast martinis. Where yeah. can people get tickets? Uh, at, on my Facebook page, um, that's there. And there's also, they've got the links at the actual um, 
the the women's network. Women's network, nice. yes. Yeah. Business Bundaberg Business Women's Network. Yeah, so you can just Google Facebook. that yep. or it's bbwn.com.au, the venue, the orchid table at Macadamia's Australia. Beautiful venue. And if you are yeah, interested, been haven't you been there? No, oh, beautiful. I'm so excited. Mate, can you bring us back some chocolate macadamia? Oh, please do. Yeah, okay. I the don't honey, eat them, so you can honey roasted mine. ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Don't you either. <laughs> Putting yeah, in our no. request. See, yeah. she loves gin and only gin if you want to. <laughs> gin flavoured macadamia. Tickets <laughs> from 35 bucks. Book them at bbwn.com.au. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.